podcast. Let's see. I'm just going to get right into it, and I am going to pull some things from my magic box to talk about. I'm looking out the window right now at some rain clouds. I just want them to come closer. We live in this bizarre little sort of crescent-shaped area that it rains all around us, but not on us. I just want it to come overhead. Okay, I'm going to pull three cards because I'm sure a couple of them will be duds. There's two. This is from my magic box. What are supposed to be great ideas, but aren't always. Oh, I got four. I've got a bonus card in here. Okay, they seem to be a lot about astrology. So I guess we're talking about astrology. All right, well, the first card says, I think this is a a way I want to teach astrology, but I don't know. I think it's still interesting. It says, topic, simple astrology. The beauty and power of just trying to live the highest expression of your sun sign or your moon sign. That's a life's work. Yeah, it is. And that's sort of the point of astrology, though people don't really understand that about astrology, that it's not so much a description of who you are, but it's a prescription for, well, this is at least the kind of astrology that I practice, evolutionary astrology. It's a prescription for how to make choices that fall under the highest expression of the sign. So for example, my sun sign is Pisces and a low expression would be drinking every night or daydreaming on the sofa all day and doing nothing and just not facing life and saying, you know what, none of it really matters anyway. So what's the point really? I'll just watch a movie. (laughs) Or high expression says Pisces makes a choice to meditate, to invest the ego in spiritual development and mystical exploration and creative expression. So every single sign of the zodiac has high expressions and low expressions, and we all have the opportunity to choose the higher expression. Each sign of the zodiac, if we know our natal chart, gives us the opportunity to make higher choices because we're aware of what the higher potential is of all of the energies in our chart. So another example is like a moon sign. The moon sign describes how we take care of ourselves. It tells us a lot about what optimal self-care looks like. And then after we master that, which is a lifelong journey, It shows us how we can best show up for others and take care of other people in our lives. lives. God, this podcast would be so much better. I just know it. If I had a British accent or a South African accent or an Australian accent, but I think I would go with some sort of Irish, Scottish, British accent. Good morning. Good afternoon. It'd be so much better. I mean, I think everything I said would be a lot more interesting and captivating if I could just say it with a British accent. Thank you. I listen to some health podcasts. The ones that are hosted by someone with a British accent, riveting. The ones that are not, I mean, they're almost like some of them are like screechy. I just, the American accent. All right. Maybe I can at least put more of an Eastern Seaboard thing on it. No, I will not be doing that. Okay. 
it's a relief, actually, if you just approach your personal astrology, your personal natal chart as something that not just is, you know, I am not a Pisces. I am learning how to be a better Pisces. I don't just have a Capricorn moon. I'm learning how to use my Capricorn moon to take the best care of myself and others. I don't just have a Gemini rising. I'm learning how to use my Gemini rising. It's a big relief because that implies that we can always get better and that mistakes are actually beneficial if we're aware of what we're doing. So that's the point of an astrology reading as far as I can tell. It's not necessarily how most astrology readings are handled. Most of the time we just get sort of these personality qualities dumped on us, you know, and the astrologer says, there you go, that's who you are, lucky you. And it can be a little daunting and overwhelming. Well, I'm one to talk. My readings can be a little overwhelming, but hopefully in a good way. Okay, moving on. The point is we learn to use our astrology qualities. We don't just contain them. Here's another card. Ooh, I like this one. Ooh, I actually pulled a good card for once. Your chart describes who you think you are. The person you think you are creates your character or personality. So these are all tendencies in the chart. The chart describes who you think you are. Okay, this is me trying to connect astrology to the kind of coaching that I do, which is basically a coaching of like mindset or thought and describing how we have experiences. It's really fascinating. I'm going to start over because I keep interrupting myself like a good Gemini rising. Your chart describes who you think you are. The person you think you are creates your character or personality, and then you behave according to that. When you understand the mental creation that you think is you, that's your astrology. That's what your astrology is describing. You can then recognize when you are identifying with it. And when you can recognize when you're identifying with it, you can then remember that it's just a thought. Isn't that cool? And that consciousness by itself is enough to connect you to your higher intelligence or universal mind, the source of everything, which makes you so much bigger and more than what your chart describes. There are no limitations on what those symbols can express in your chart. I'm going to say that again. There are no limitations on what those symbols can express in the chart. The only limitation ever is the one you create yourself. So basically I'm I'm describing why we don't need astrology. (laughs) Because we don't. We don't need astrology. Astrology is really helpful if it's used properly. I don't think astrology is very helpful the way it's typically used, which is describing sort of the limits of our container known as a personality. That's not very helpful. It's cool. It's interesting. But what do you do with it? What's interesting is having astrology describe us in a way where we're aware of our possibilities. That's what's cool. That's what's interesting. But do we need astrology? No, we absolutely do not. We do not need astrology. However, I do think it's an extremely helpful modality and way more helpful than a lot of modalities or tools or methods or systems or lenses out there. I'm not going to start bashing other tools and systems and methods, but I think some tools and systems and methods and ways of looking at ourselves can tend to keep us in this sort of mental box of limitations, constantly focused on the past and constantly focused on our problems and constantly focused on what's wrong with us and our issues that need to be fixed. 
as if any of it is concrete. None of it is concrete. I could decide today all sorts of different truths about myself to follow. And you know what? Then I would become that set of truths, for better or for worse. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying, but it can be. It can be as easy as a decision. I mean, ask anyone who's gotten sober. There is a decision to change thinking, to change how we use these sort of, quote, built-in tendencies. Ask anyone who's made big relationship changes or big life changes or changes in their fitness or anything. We can make decisions to see the world differently. And newsflash, we are the world. We are the world. We are the children. The ones that make a better day. So let's start living. (sighs) Okay, so there's that. On to the next card in my little mitten. Okay, these are all very, I have to say, this is kind of a cool pull because every card I've pulled is from a different place in the stack of 400 cards, yet they're all kind of saying the same thing. Okay, this next card says, creative force equals thought. I use an equal sign when I'm saying it's the same as. Creative force is the same thing as thought. That's creative force. Thinking is our creative force. Okay, how cool is that? Because we think a whole lot of thoughts during the day. I mean, I don't know the statistics, but it's tens of thousands of thoughts every day. That's a lot of creative force, and we can either use it for good or for not good. It can either really help and lift us and boost us, and we can be intentional with it, or it can pull us all over like a crazy raccoon on meth. Huh? We have extreme power with our thinking. And it's either going to be very domesticated thought, or it's going to be wild, crazy, rabid thought, or it's going to be lazy, tired thought. You know, we can use thought. There's a lot of thought that just happens. Just most of it just happens. But thought follows habits. You know, we have habits of thinking. That gives us a lot of conscious power to create the world our world, and the world that we live in. I mean, we are the world. Here I go again. We are the world. (laughs) Really keep coming back to the song. I wish I could license it and stick it in here. This is, I didn't even finish reading the card before I interrupted myself. Creative force equals thought. It's the link between, drum roll please. It's the link between, what's the link? Thought. Our creative force is the link between the formless and the form. Huh? It's creative. We create something out of nothing. I keep interrupting myself. This card is literally not even two lines and I can't even get through it. Creative force is thought. Creative force and thought is the link between the formless and the form. It creates every experience we have. Thought creates every experience we have. I mean, come on. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's that powerful. So you think mindset is important? You think the thoughts we have are important? Thought creates every experience we have. Not in a vacuum. We need to have consciousness in there. We need to have awareness, but come on. That's a lot of creative power. Then I have another card, which 
does not fit in. Oh, this is interesting. This is funny, actually. Okay, so I'm going to read you, this is funny. I'm going to read you a card that is like an origin story for why I'm doing this, where I apparently came up with the name Aubrey the Podcast. Flashback to the day when Aubrey thought of Aubrey the Podcast. And here's what I thought and wrote down. Maybe ask Aubrey. Okay, so I used to write an advice column, which I kind of want to do again. If you have a question for me to answer, I would love to answer questions. Maybe Ask Aubrey is just one segment in my podcast. Maybe I called the podcast the same thing. I want to be like a sweet daydream in people's day. (laughs) That's a lofty goal. Is this a sweet daydream to you? Is it? Start with a beautiful reading and then on to a current event and related to astrology. Then ask Aubrey. Then maybe a phone call to someone to talk about the question. Then three principles or creative coaching tip. And then end with some surprising takeaways and discoveries from the episode that I discovered in real time. Okay, I'm sort of not following that format at all, but whatever. What about Aubrey the podcast? Question mark, question mark. Well, I did it. I'm doing it. I think I will end by... I'm going here. I'm going to end by a reading. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, I'm going to, and this doesn't have anything to do with anything that I've talked about, but I like it. This is from a little book called You Are Loved. It is important to realize that anything we do not love ends up running our life. I use the word love, meaning the ability to see both the benefits and the drawbacks of a situation, the pros and the cons. When we do not let go of the pain or the pleasure that we have experienced, we are slaves to it. When we cannot see that a bad thing has a good side, we are resentful. When we cannot see that a good thing also has a bad side, we are infatuated. Both of these emotions prevent us from experiencing love and hinder our fulfillment because they are both just one side of love's coin. This is really interesting. When we are infatuated with something, we tend to repeat it over and over again, creating a type of addiction. Addictions are mechanisms that arise whenever we want to numb the empty feeling inside, the feeling of not having love. Instead of facing the real source of our pain, which is the only way to ever find contentment, we anesthetize ourselves. Ooh, I got that word out. I'm gonna try it again. We anesthetize ourselves. To this end, there are different compulsive behaviors. TV watching, sports, eating, shopping, gambling, movies, relationships, reading, sex, alcohol, drugs, working, etc. They should add petting your dog. Addictions can be anything we repeat to prevent us from listening to our heart and hearing what it is whispering. Food can be a way to numb pain. Well, I know about that. Okay. We often use sugar as a love food that we crave, especially when we feel unhappy. Try to numb ourselves with sugar, but it certainly will not replace having fulfilling relationship. Watching TV might help us forget about an uncomfortable situation with our family, but it will not help us confront the issue and make the desired changes. That's right. 
watching corset dramas hours upon hours will not turn your husband into a a, a squire and a horse. No, I'm just kidding. It is a very difficult task for many people to remain still without going into addictive behavior. We know that we are in line with our heart when we can stop, hear our little voice within, and feel content. One day, a suicidal woman came to me. Her husband had left her and she was totally dysfunctional. Before he left, she appeared to have everything, money, social status, a husband, and children. She appeared successful. In talking, however, she admitted that she had never taken the time to ask herself what made her feel fulfilled. She did not know what she loved doing. She was living a very busy life in order to numb herself so that she did not have to think and really feel. Until then, she appeared to be strong. Now it was obvious that she did not have a solid emotional foundation. When her outside source of love disappeared, she was left without the feeling of any real strength. For the first time in her life, she acknowledged to herself that she was not fulfilled, that it was time to stop and listen to her heart. Her depression, if used wisely, could be the event that allowed her to change and experience life fully. Often it takes a painful life event, a painful event like a divorce, to force us to look inside. By listening to our heart, we can finally take the steps necessary to find fulfillment. When the emotional pain is greater than the fear, that we have to look inside ourselves, it can propel us toward healing. This is how negative events end up being positive in life. Well, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, But it's a good little book, and I think that was a good little passage. And, you know, and how do we get to our heart? we got to quiet down the mind. we got to quiet the mind. We've got to recognize, and the easiest way to quiet down the mind just to wrap it up, the easiest way, the most direct way to quiet the mind is actually not meditation. Now, meditation is great, but a great preparation for meditation is to recognize where our experience comes from and to recognize the power of thoughts. When we see that, they don't have such a grip on us. We don't mistake our thinking for reality. We can see it as thinking. We can say, oh, isn't it interesting? I'm feeling frustrated. I must be. It's not, I'm not frustrated. I'm having frustrating thoughts, or I'm having angry thoughts, or I'm having depressing thoughts. I'm not depressed. I make that mistake all the time. I say, I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. I'm moody. I'm angry. And the truth is, I'm not any of those things. I'm having those thoughts. And when you see that, it's freaking freeing because, I mean, we stop the identification with those thoughts. They are not who we are. They do control the experience that we have. And with that, I'm going to give you a big namaste. That's who we are. We are light. We are joy. We are love. And we just have a lot of thoughts that cover that up a lot of the time, too much of the time. All righty. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Hey, if you like this, would you let me know by reviewing it? Okay. All right. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.